This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found financial tech in the Guide Rock Capital Management Commentary, recorded on November 13th, 2013. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Gallup campus here in Omaha, Nebraska. And we post the show, including the written commentary, each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Financial Tech brings you the latest market commentary from the award-winning Andrew Hunt, CFP and president of Guide Rock Capital Management, located right here in Omaha, Nebraska. If you'd like to receive a copy, a free copy of the written commentary in advance, or if you have questions or comments that we can read or answer on the show, hopefully both, send Andrew an email, Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com. Dot com. Andrew, it's a brisk, chilly Wednesday morning here on the campus. Great to have you with us. How are you this morning? I am very, very well. Uh, I see we're experiencing a little bit of latency today, so uh, we'll just bear with with each other here. But uh, it's good to be back. It is freezing cold here. I was in Tulsa, Oklahoma last week where it was a nice, balmy 70 degrees, and then I came home to the Great White North, and its uh, I think it was about 16 when I left the house this morning, so very, very cold. Well, after last week's surprisingly strong em- employment report, it's almost possible to picture Ben Bernanke slapping the trail dust off of his leg, ducking his head, and saying, just doing my job. After all, running the economy uh, is as laden with complications and unexpected events as a cattle drive. Uh, Richard Grabois, an economist who once uh, was the director of education for the Federal Reserve Bank of Richmond, wrote that driving cattle seems arduous but simple. Walk some cattle from point A to B, but the endeavor is fraught with natural and human risks for both the rancher and the driver. Clearly, the head of the Fed and the cattle, the head of a cattle drive, face different challenges. Uh, according to the Federal Reserve System's uh, Purpose and Functions publication, quote: "The Federal Reserve sets the nation's monetary policy to promote the objectives of maximum employment, stable prices, and moderate long-term interest rates." The challenge for policymakers is that tensions among the goals can arise in the short run and that information about the economy becomes available only with a leg that may be imperfect. Last week, the employment numbers seemed to support the idea that the economy is gaining steam. According to Forbes, employers added more than 200,000 jobs in October, which was far more than the economists had anticipated. Uh, The government continued to employ fewer people. Um, Employees furloughed during the shutdown were still counted as being employed. There were 12,000 fewer government jobs in October and 94,000 fewer for the year. The biggest employment gains were in the hospitality, retail, technical services, manufacturing, and healthcare sectors. It's not time to hoop and holler, though. The New York Times reported the labor force participation rate fell to 62.8%, which is a 35-year low. More than 700,000 jobs disappeared during October, which was the largest monthly drop since the end of 2009. A smaller labor force can make overall unemployment rates appear to be lower than it is. Let's hope the labor force isn't like a herd of cattle that moves too fast and arrives at market a lot skinnier and worth a lot less. 
<laughs> well, I wanted to talk a little bit about teachers today. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my sister and my father-in-law who are both uh, in the trenches every day uh, teaching junior high and high school in Missouri and in Oklahoma. So I was thinking about them and if you were to ask to compare teachers' social status to that of other professions, how would it compare? Are teachers like doctors, librarians, social workers, nurses, local government officials, web designers, lawyers, policemen, engineers, accountants? Well, education and training have a profound effect on economies and individuals. In the United States, people who have graduated from college tend to earn more than those who have simply graduated from high school. Earning an MBA, JD, or MD can translate to significantly higher earnings over a lifetime, and clearly becoming more educated has a significant economic value. What value, then, do we place on those who provide the education? How much respect do we have for the people who teach and train us? As it turns out, the answer varies widely from country to country. According to the Varkey GEMS Foundation's Global Teacher Status Index Survey, that's a mouthful, which surveyed 21 countries to determine the status of teachers, uh, people in China, Greece, and Turkey have the highest level of respect for teachers and their social standing. So how does teaching profession compare to other professions? In the Czech Republic, Egypt, Switzerland, and many other countries, survey respondents said teachers have the status of social workers. In Brazil, France, Turkey, and the United States, people think teachers are roughly on par with librarians. And the Japanese think teachers have the same status as local government managers. More than one-third of Chinese participants said that teachers have the same status as doctors. According to the report, quote, the U.S. ranked in the middle of the teacher status index with a score of 68.0. Notably, the ranking of primary school teachers is at the higher end of the table above all the European countries. U.S. respondents scored consistently across the different variables in the study, demonstrating moderate to positive respect for their teachers. As you might expect, the more respected a country, excuse me, the more respect a country has for teachers, the more likely people in that country were to encourage their children to enter that profession. So parents in China, South Korea, Turkey, and Egypt were more likely to encourage kids to become teachers. Well, I'll just be candid here for a moment. Uh, thank you so much for all that you do, teachers out there. You are under-respected, in my opinion, in our country, and we should do more uh, to show our respect and our appreciation for all that you do for our children. Thanks, Alyssa. Thanks, Mickey. You guys are great teachers. So here's a quote for the week. This is from Salman Ortiz, the former U.S. representative uh, from Texas. Education is the key to success in life, and teachers make a lasting impact in the lives of their students. Good work, Andrew. I, uh, as we uh, stay in touch with your teaching theme here, uh, interesting, uh, this from a tech side, maybe not a financial side so much, but uh, recently got connected to some teaching groups. You know, I do some work here at Gallup around recruiting, and of course, we've been uh, very keen on getting both college and high school students involved, software development at, at, at early, as early as we possibly can to to make developers out of them here for the future. We're trying to pay that really far ahead in a lot of the stuff that we do. But we, um, I came across on Google Plus a, a group called Connected Classrooms, and actually, Google is making a big effort to use this Hangout infrastructure, the same the same one that you and I are using right now to connect classrooms to all kinds of different events, whether it be in the workplace or museums or people. And so um, the other night I was just out there kind of, um, you know, I was doing some work and I saw my Google Plus drop down this hangout, this connected classroom hangout, and it was this Olympic skier from Australia, and she was talking to third and fourth grade students in three different schools. So they would 
go to one school and the kids would come up and ask her questions and then in, for about a half an hour and then say, okay, we're going to cut over to and then insert the name of the school and they would cut over there and these kids would come up. And these Australian kids were just too cute. It was awesome, right? And it was a great opportunity. And Greta, the skier, would just ask answer one question after another with these kids. And I thought, what a great way for teachers to get connected to the rest of the world and get their classrooms. You know, um, Some of the schools that are participating are right down south where I live here in Bellevue, Nebraska, which is really cool to see some of our local school system teachers kind of grasp this technology uh, and use it you know, be some of the first to get these connected classrooms put together. But it was just fantastic to sit and watch these students connect with the skier and insert, you know, insert any place on the other end there and insert any classroom on this end there. And I think you've got some really powerful tools for learning. So we're pretty excited about what Google is doing, uh, especially with these, ha these Hangout infrastructures. And so, Andrew, thanks for taking the time each week to come out, provide the commentary that you do. I'm real fortunate to work in the same building as you and uh, be able to stop by anytime and, uh, and have a conversation with you anytime I want. So thanks for doing that. If you're new to podcasting and you're looking for an easy way to listen each week, we talk about this a lot, you might want to consider using Stitcher available on any browser as well as both Android and iPhone platforms. It's a great way to listen to podcasts both at home and on the road. This show and all the past shows available on Stitcher, S-T-I-T-I-C-H-E-R, Stitcher. That's stitcher.com. Search financial tech. We say it is education for your ears. And be sure to visit Guide Rock Capital at guiderockcapital.com. Follow Andrew on Twitter. He's just Andrew D. Hunt. And get all the show notes to this show out at theaverageguy.tv. Now, Andrew and I say thanks for listening, and we'll catch up with you next week. Although we won't catch up with you next week. Let's say two weeks. I'm going to be in Redmond, Washington next week, and we'll be out of pocket. We'll catch up with you in two weeks. And remember, be smart about your investing. GuideRock Capital Management, Inc., or GuideRock, is a registered investment advisor that is registered with the state of Nebraska and located in Omaha, Nebraska. GuideRock and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration requirements imposed upon investment advisors in the states in which they maintain clients. GuideRock may only transact business in those states in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Important information describing GuideRock's business operations, services, and fees can be viewed on the SEC's website at www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. GuideRock will provide Form ADV Part 2, which serves as the firm's disclosure document to all clients. Copies of Form ADV Part 2 are also available to interested parties upon request. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No current or prospective clients should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product made reference to directly or indirectly on this video, website, or indirectly via hyperlink or any affiliated third-party website will be profitable or equal to past performance levels.